Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Wrestling is stupid, and that's not a bad thing. And I'm sick and tired of people pretending that it is. We need more goofiness in life, not less. Gonna be dead one day, damn it. Everybody calm down. The point is, it's such a wacky sport, we can have as much fun as we want with it, and on occasion, that means ridiculous ideas work. Therefore, I am signed for What Culture, come up for dinner with me, and then subscribe. And this is brilliant AEW success stories that really should have sucked. 10, Billy Gunn and his sons. I knew Austin and Colton Gunn were gonna fly as soon as I saw them. Me saying that makes me sound like an asshole, but it's true. They were too over the top. They get it. Billy knew as well and ensured to guide them in the early going before the whole thing just went crazy. For he went from falling out with his boys to joining the acclaim to going back with his sons before returning to Max Custer and Anthony Bowens. Imagine writing that down on paper. Somebody would shout, well, it feels a little bit overbooked. The tag team titles got involved in this too, as did the trio's belts. Yet all of this has been wonderful. The acclaimed are permanently mega over. Daddy Ass is as popular as he has ever been. And Austin and Colton just keep on improving. And now they're in the flubbing bullet club. That ain't too shabby. Better still, they all have years ahead of them, so we are just getting started. Scissoring and ass boys for life. That sounded bizarre. Number nine, Athena. There is one huge reason you should sign up to Honor Club, and that reason is Athena, honestly. Doing the best work of her career, she needs to be put back on dynamite ASAP and likely win a title. She's that good at the moment, doesn't put a foot wrong. It was weird, as after her Double or Nothing 2022 debut, things kind of fell off quite quickly when she made the decision to go bad guy, won the Ring of Honor Women's Championship, and just started wrecking fools. It was so much fun to watch. Athena was also looking to the future because she welcomed Billy Starks into her madhouse. And man, you've got to see this too. It's like the most violent Star Wars Jedi to Padawan relationship ever. You would assume that the endgame is Billy finally defeating her cruel and insane boss for the ROH belt, allowing Athena to return to AEW TV. But again, if you had told me you were going to hire Ember Moon and switch her into a villain, I would think you were crazy. Shows what I know. Nothing. Number eight, Jeff Jarrett. I, Simon Miller, would like to apologize to Jeff Jarrett. Like the idiot I am when he debuted in AEW, I didn't get it. Seemed like an odd hire. More fool me. For ever since Double J has arrived, he has been one of the best things on TV. Always happy to send himself up and lose over and over again, he has been genuinely funny and his group of misfits are the height of entertainment. I love them. He's just so self-aware he knows exactly what to do and he's another redemption story with legends going to AEW and reminding you why they've been around for so long. 
I mean, the dude even had a match with Phoenix, and he sold his ass off. I can only imagine the fountain of knowledge he is backstage too, so this was just inspired. Goes to show, sometimes we do need to hold our horses or silence our cows. Don't know what that means. I just wanted to try something new. Number seven, Satnam Singh. So this wasn't very fair either, but hey-ho, that's life. But based on different era wrestlers like the giant Gonzalez or the great Carly, any big dude that walks in instantly gets written off. Look at Omos. He is more than capable, yet he constantly has to prove people wrong. It was the same for Satnam Singh, who got labeled as nothing more than a huge man instantly. And then look, alongside the already mentioned Jeff Jarrett, he has fit in wonderfully to that troop as the heater who can throw everybody around. I mean, not everybody has to be doing a hurricane run off the top rope. And given his inexperience, he does have remarkable poise. He also did that fantastic spot when Darby Allen dove right into him and just pinged off his body like he was a brick wall. That's all I need. Thank you. If we keep allowing him to progress at his own rate too, I tell ya, he could prove a lot of people wrong. That's a good thing. Human succeeding is something to celebrate. Number six, the Butcher and the Blade. So this was just more bad planning because the Butcher and the Blade are awesome. One day they will win the AEW Tag Team titles and it will be amazing. I will cry real tears. But yeah, going back to their debut, we decided to do the whole lights out, lights back on surprise. The issue being the wider audience didn't know who the Butcher and the Blade were. That's not a problem. You have to educate people, but you also can't jump the gun. It was actually a good idea as the pair were friends of MJF ready to murk Cody Rhodes, but we just should have approached this better. We didn't. The internet went crazy. I think there's something to the fact they updated their look significantly after this, and once again, today, they rule. That's what matters. We rectified and these guys are an asset to any promotion in the world. They never have a bad match. They seem like good guys to boot. And word has it, they have a really, really good shop. Number five, Hangman Adam Page versus John Moxley. October 2022. Hangman Adam Page took on John Moxley and it went bad. The cowboy took a vicious lariat to the head and got knocked out cold. It's pretty damn scary. It took Paige off TV for a while, and given this was quite soon after the brawl out press conference, everybody was just such a sad panda, we needed some good news. It did lead to Moxie versus MJF, which did see Maxwell win the world championship, which was quite the moment, which is also when it was time to figure out what to do with our original two heroes. Boy, howdy, did we figure it out. For three months later at the Revolution pay-per-view, we got round two, which was a Texas death match, and my word. Not only did they actually try and kill each other, but we also worked in the lariat spot, basically to scare the ship out of all of us. It worked. As everybody was okay, it was a great way to get you invested into the thing. <laughs> the finish to that... Hangman actually tried to kill Jonathan. If you had told me, however, that we were going to use a concussion to further a story, I would have freaked out a little bit. This was actually very well done, thanks to two super pros doing their thing. Number four, the kingdom. I mean, people are mad about this right now. Matt Taven and Mike Bennett are going to support Roderick Strong over his fake broken neck. They'll also shout Adam a lot because they want Adam Cole to be their friend again. Sounds so silly. As we've already discussed, though, this is where Wrestling Gold lives. And again, everything they've done since, including with MJF, has been awesome. Mostly because the entire cast has bought in as much as they can. You can also tell they're having fun, which means we can have fun. That is how it works. And if we do this right, the ending won't be goofy wrestling at all. In fact, it could be quite heartbreaking. All I know is that I look forward to these skits every week. And it's taken Strong, Taven and Bennett and given them a whole new lease of life. You love to see it. They are talented folk. 
giving it up. Sorry, that's the wrong show. Number three, the international title. Originally known as the All Atlantic Championship, this was ridiculous because we didn't need any more belts. Most fans felt like we had enough and then boop, is a fresh one. Debuting in June 2022, it didn't really make much sense either, as we had the TNT title, which was already the mid-card prize, if you want to paint it that way. Also, what did the name mean? Was it going to be defended all over the place? I mean, it sort of did at first, and then it just didn't. Good story. Turns out we were going to be reminded of a solid lesson during all of this, because sometimes it's the man that makes the belt enter Orange Cassidy. As soon as he had defeated Pac in October, he decided to elevate this as much as you could by having banger after banger and telling a story with his body. I mean, the piece of fruit was quite literally falling to pieces after every fight. I mean, not literally, that was a dumb thing to say. It got so good it main evented a pay-per-view and when Cassidy lost to John Moxley at All Out 2023, it felt like a genuine moment in time. That's why he got that standing evasion. The dude totally smashed it he shall be linked with this championship forevermore. Number two, Pandemic Pro Wrestling. So this was the worst. Sometimes I recall these times and just freeze. It was horrible. How either AEW or WWE survived this, I don't know. But as we are focusing on all-elite wrestling, they just doubled down on producing some truly top content to the point now I look back and I feel warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. So much good came from this period, and I don't get how they did it. You had Stadium Stampede, the parking lot brawl, the madness with Chris Jericho and MJF when they pretended they were on Broadway, Sting debuted, John Moxley slapped the company on his back and refused to drop it. It was all quite the sight. A team mentality really projected itself through the screen, which helped you forget about the nightmare out the window, and it was a lovely reminder into what wrestling is. You're meant to switch your brain off and be entertained. Mission accomplished. Number one, that damn forbidden door. So obviously on paper, this is a really, really great idea. History has shown us that promotional battles always work because fans' fantasy booking comes to life in front of their eyes. The issue with our first forbidden door event in 2022 is that in the weeks before it happened, everybody just got injured. The fear was real. It meant that our original main event of CM Punk versus Tanahashi got scrapped, as did Brian Danielson versus Zack Jaber Jr. And yep whole show was going to be built around these two matches. Ruh-roh. Once more though, we shifted gears, drafted in Moxley and Claudio Castagnoli, and proceeded to not only put on one of the best shows of the year, but one that didn't even seem to have that much backstage politics. Some people won, some people lost, no problem. AEW did it again 12 months on when they made up for some of this too, and now it feels like a yearly event we can all look forward to as well. I mean, that is some pretty good going. Long live the Forbidden Door. Not of any other AEW success stories that should have sucked? Make sure you let us know in the comments below before you like the video, share the video, and hey-ho, why not subscribe? You can also read more articles like this at whatculture.com. You can follow us on social media at whatculturewwe and Simon316. But moreover than that, go and enjoy wrestling and enjoy it unashamedly, my friends. It is there as a distraction, and sometimes we deserve it. Goodbye. Selling a little? or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.